0: And welcome back to Pronouns in Bio. I am, as ever, Cleo Madeline. What are we talking about on the show today, Ree?
1: Christmas, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Boom! <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited. It comes earlier every year and I could not be more thrilled.
1: I decided last year, because 2020 was so bad, that I like Christmas now. You know, mm-hmm, I decided this mm-hmm. wasn't space in my life to have that kind of negative energy about ostensibly joyful things. So I've mm. I am, I've decided to be a Christmas enjoyer. But, but I still, like, fucking hate Christmas music. Like, that can get to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some
0: bad news for you about the rest of this show today.
1: <laughs> it's so bad, though. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, I had a conversation with Lou. This is Ree's partner, Lou, a little while ago, about how... When I first met him, a similar thing with Halloween costumes actually. He was like not super into like Christmas stuff, really not into like costumes and stuff. Mm. And obviously like we went to work. (laughs) It was like, you will accept the joy of the festive season and of the spooky season for that matter into your heart.
1: Yeah, I remember Lou's first Halloween costume just being a mask and nothing else. Mm. And then since then he's definitely gone like more in each year
0: yeah. I mean, this, yeah. Year, this year you guys had a four-way coordinated... We what, did. what was
1: it you did? We were the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yeah. The four
0: horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. So, it was so good. <laughs> it's not, this isn't very festive, but listeners at home, I wish you could have seen it. <laughs> so Ree and I have actually just come from uh, a church service for the first Sunday of Advent. And we've also been watching Midnight Mass. And it's really got me thinking that I... I kind of want to start announcing these pronouns in bio episodes in the church calendar style, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know, like this is the first Sunday of Christmas in the pronouns calendar. <laughs> I haven't thought it I haven't thought it through.
1: I thought you were gonna call something good then. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm more of a concept kind of person, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that was my first, like, Catholic uh, service. And they sure do like their pomp, don't they? Yeah. It's oh, just, like a lot of pompery. I like, love I it. That I wasn't really ready for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It it does take some getting used to. You know, I, um, like, I've never regularly taken um like the the full service like that but i've like been to a couple of masses with other people so i sort of knew what to expect
1: i think i was just so used to like the services that i went to as a kid being brought up in like of E protestant like we weren't it wasn't like a religious household but i went to like a religious school and stuff that yeah i just like wasn't quite ready uh all of the singing and all of the finery and gold and all of that stuff yeah. It's, the, the C of E ceremonies are much more bleak.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so th- this is an Anglican church, so it's, uh, it's yeah. still C of E, but it uses the Catholic right. Compared to some of the Catholic services I've been to, it's still pretty modest. But... Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the church I grew up in was quite weird, but the C of E school I went to was like a very much... They'd get, like, the single curate strumming along on his acoustic guitar, <laughs> just being like, oh... Don't we all love Jesus?
1: I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: do it. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It was. It was bleak in a different way.
1: It was nice to get a little Advent candle to burn. Very festive.
0: Yeah. I still need to Google Advent candle start burning when.
1: It's got little markers on it, right?
0: Yeah, but it's got so. So it was given out for the first Sunday of Advent, which is in the church calendar, but it's numbered one to 25. So I don't know if you burn it in the Advent days per the chocolate calendars Mm. or if there's some other church system. Like I'm like, do I need to light it today? And obviously, you know, like I vaguely remember we had an Advent candle once in the house when I was growing up. And obviously, what happened was that you forgot to burn it some days, and other days you accidentally let it burn, and you, you got seven days of Advent all in one, and we still weren't cast from God's light. <laughs> so I presume it'll be okay. But I, I am. <laughs> do that
1: with my Advent calendar. Like, I'll forget to eat the chocolate, and then I'll just have like a bonanza.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know when the switching point for that happened in my life. Mm. Like, there was definitely a point where I would like, you know, you'd get up and I'd go to the Advent calendar first thing and be like, oh, fuck yeah, like little chocolate present or whatever. Mm. I remember one year we got um, Advent calendars that in lieu of chocolates had little Bible verses behind them, which I'm sure were good for our spiritual edification, but felt like you'd been monstrously <laughs> cheated every single time. <laughs> and I feel like after their unpopularity, they got smart and they put chocolates in the Bible calendars.
1: <laughs> As it should be. Yeah.
0: You'd be like, yes, a delicious little chocolate, Mary on the camel or or on the donkey even. <laughs> and then behind it, you'd be like, oh, and scripture. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the first Sunday of pro- pronouns time. <laughs> pronouns time. I'm running with it. All right. So, last year we talked about the Christmas Survival Guide, right?
1: Yeah, we did, yeah.
0: And as far as I can tell, everyone survived. Um, Like, Mm. our our viewership didn't dip. It actually substantially increased that month. So, not only did people survive, but somehow our particular Christmas sermon made them more gay. (laughs)
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this year, the present we're going to be giving to you for Christmas is not necessarily the resources to endure Christmas, but a celebration of some of Christmas's most prominent figures. First, I thought we could talk a bit about what we're doing for Christmas this mm-hmm. year. Because you guys at home like that, right? You like mm-hmm. to hear about our days. We're just ordinary people like you. I know you, you fall at our feet like gods, but we are, we're we're <laughs> just like you. What are you doing for Christmas this year, Ray?
1: So... The plan is to go back to my mum's because I haven't been back to my mum's for two years now. Mm-mm. And yeah, having Christmas Day with my mum. And then what I would usually do up until a couple of years ago was then go to see my dad on Boxing Day. So my parents divorced when I was like four, so my Christmas have always been split between them. But I'm probably not going to visit my dad this year because my stepmom has COPD. So it's a right, pretty high yeah. COVID risk. So we'll probably celebrate Christmas sometime in the spring when we can sit in the garden.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Equally, you know, with the new like COVID news that's going around, it might not happen, which means it'll be another Norwich Christmas, which will be equally as delightful.
0: Even though I am planning the Norwich Christmas, I am definitely like, you know, thoughts and prayers as hard as I can at the Omicron variant or whatever mm. Dean Kunt's ass name they've given it. <laughs>
1: Fucking Futurama shit. Yeah, it really (laughs)
0: fucking is. Because, you know, it was understandably nasty for everyone to get their Christmas plans shafted at the short notice last time. And I have absolute faith that were things to go down the shitter again, the government would act as slowly as is humanly possible. Oh,
1: yeah. They may as well just, like, not bother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The British government is like, if there was kind of a particularly evil... Brood of cicadas. Like, if you could teach cicadas <laughs> to hate poor people, like they spend most of their time just living underground. And then mm-hmm. every so often, thousands of them come out and scream at once, and it's never anything
1: good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good description.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be in Norwich for Christmas this year, We're kind of hosting our usual Waifs and Strays Christmas dinner where anyone who is uh, here on the holidays, for whatever reason, can come over. We're mostly hanging out with, I was I was just going to start describing in minute detail, I like plans with Beth and Greg for an audience of people, two of Beth whom are Beth and Greg, but most of <laughs> whom <laughs> comprise thousands of people who don't know Beth and Greg. Yeah. I'm so sorry, listeners, I'm quite tired. Anyway, if you are Beth and Greg, I'm looking forward <laughs> to having Christmas dinner with you, going for a nice walk, getting blasted and playing Scrabble, whatever it is that... You do on Christmas Day. And if you aren't Beth and Greg, then I still wish you a merry getting blasted and playing Scrabble.
1: One thing that I will miss not being with you and Blythe this year will be, yeah, the the festive joint that Blythe and I will share (laughs) at like four o'clock in the afternoon and then we'll just fucking pass out on the same Yeah, (laughs) it's so fun. It's so so good. (laughs) I'm like, is it festive? It's so festive. (laughs) <laughs> i like, like, really fondly remember trying to play a card game that first year that we did it i just i feel like i was losing my fucking mind
0: <laughs> it was this game of thrones card game that involved it was it wasn't that hard it was some kind of strategic movement situation and i just remember like being like Rhea it's your turn and looking up at you like absolutely zooted
1: i mean uh, no oh, was you were zooted. About to cry. i was like on it <laughs> really silly business you did win you
0: did win win. you did win yeah (laughs) you were channeling the power of that uh, Christmas green (laughs) that's the real festive tree
1: speaking of Christmas green should we move on to uh, the next segment Yeah.
0: oh my god that's such a good segue (laughs) okay (laughs) yes So, we are not doing Gaze of Future Past this month. Maybe I'll still run the little Gaze of Future Past sound bite because I know that you absolutely love to hear that shit. you
1: fucking
0: wild for it. Gaze of Future Past. <laughs> it's the most consistent pronouns in BioBit, I will say. <laughs> there's like one episode where I've forgotten to play it and I keep meaning to go back and put it in but I guess real pronouns heads will know and (laughs) and it's an easter egg for you
1: maybe we'll get like an IMDB page with like you know they have those like inconsistencies lists
0: (laughs) goofs
1: (laughs) yeah goofs goofs and gaffs I mean we
0: we we already covered goofs last month
1: (laughs) do you do you have an IMDB page because I do you? Yeah, from <gasps> being on Fall of Civs. Who made it? I don't know. Yeah, like me no me and Jake way. both discovered that we have IMDb pages for our like voice acting for Fall of Civilization. Wait, Americans.
0: oh, for fuck's sake. I meant to search for Cleo Madeline IMDb and just search for Cleo Madeline LGBT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have one, because you've done Fall of Civs work, right?
0: Yeah. I want to stress Cleo, Madeline, LGBT. pronouncing bio is the fourth Google result.
1: What are those top three? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Other podcasts
1: I've done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gender GP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U- with U-U-U-S-P.
0: like gender GP or with the UEA and stuff. That's so funny though. Uh, what is it? SEO is so bad. We're I not know. even... We're not even the top Google result for like our own shit.
1: Yeah, like calling ourselves pronouns in bio was like a good bit, but it does mean that we are like fundamentally ungoogleable.
0: I am! I am Cleo Madeline, I am got one There you go. <gasps> Full of Civilizations actress! Right?
1: How sick is that?
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> Would you look at yeah. that? Yeah. Well, we're famous. We're famous, baby. Yeah.
0: And the best part is that now Fall of Civilizations will get a clout bump because we've mentioned them.
1: My, uh... I'm gendered wrongly on my MDB page but in a way that is okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Reid Brignall is known for his work on Fall of Civilizations. Okay, it could be worse.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm... Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like, I've heard that from quite a lot of non-binary people. There's, like... There's misgendering, but there's like the good misgendering and the bad misgendering.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, you know, it's not ideal, but I'll take it. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gendered correctly, which honestly, given that when I did my recording for Paul, this bitch sounded fully Leonard Cohen is impressive. <laughs> I was just like, Okay, Cleo, like feminine voice acting, feminine voice acting. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, sorry. We've completely
0: wasted our good segue.
1: I got sidetracked by R. Stardom. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, f- fuck it, Cleo Madeline actress, I can see my name up in lights right now. <laughs> I'm I'm so willing. Am I too old to be an ingenue?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What's an ingenue?
0: An ingenue? Yeah. Uh it's like a debutante with more sexual exploitation.
1: Oh, okay. That doesn't sound good. Like,
0: young, starry-eyed, like, like a natural talent but doesn't really understand the scene.
1: Yeah, I think you might be too old for that. Yeah. Yeah, you are, like, yeah. 31.
0: Lately, I keep being involved in conversations about young people as if they are some, like, <laughs> you know, horribly remote demographic. And the worst part is that, like, they are and it only feels weird to me because I'm, like, I used to be young people. <laughs> anyway... Speaking of Christmas and green, (laughs) we wanted to introduce a new character to you in lieu of the uh, retrospective, analeptic lens of gaze of future past. This being Advent, um, and as in the church calendar, waiting to welcome Christ into the world, we wanted to welcome, I mean, I won't say our own Christ, (laughs) someone very important into our own lives and that is the reverse Grinch
1: I think you need to describe to the listeners how you arrived at reverse Grinch okay well (laughs) okay I
0: don't know that I so much arrived at reverse Grinch as reverse Grinch arrived at me but I was talking about I can't even remember what we were we were chatting some shit mm,
1: as, as we do
0: mm. Mm. and we were talking about Christmas and I was talking about how I always struggle with secret santa because I want to get everyone a present and I know mm. that the point of secret santa is that no one, let alone me, has the income to get all of their friends a Christmas present when you are as well-received and well-beloved as we are fortunate to be. Mm -hmm. But I still want to. And so I said, I'm going to sneak into everyone's houses at night and leave them presents like (laughs) the reverse Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) And it was subsequently brought to my attention that we already have a festive figure (laughs) (laughs) Who sneaks into your house at night and leaves you presents.
1: It's fucking Santa, isn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is Santa.
1: When you told me this story, like, you are right in that Santa and Reverse Grinch have distinct vibes. Right. Yeah.
0: And this is something that since the Reverse Grinch Story has spread with the object of humiliating me. So thanks, guys, for that charity in the festive season. I have become more concrete in my belief.
1: Just become more radicalised by reverse Grinch. <laughs> I've,
0: been, I've been Grinchified. But, like, backwards. I'm backwards Grinchified. So the subject of this segment, I guess, is... One... Reverse Grinch is real and strong. Mm. And two, in what way is a reverse Grinch distinct from, inverted commas, Santa? (laughs) Or as I will be calling Santa from now on, reverse, reverse Grinch.
1: (laughs) No, wouldn't that be reverse, 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 reverse Grinch?
0: Sorry, DJ, run that shit back.
1: (laughs) No, it'd be three reverses. (laughs)
0: No, reverse, 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 Grinch is just Grinch again.
1: Oh, reverse, reverse, Grinch is the Grinch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reverse, 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 Grinch is Santa again. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. I think I'm having a
0: stroke. <laughs> I think our listeners are having a stroke. <laughs> Oh, Jesus.
1: Okay. What was the first question? Oh, that he is real and strong. Yeah.
0: Secondly, to just clarify a bit about what distinguishes reverse Grinch from reverse, reverse, reverse (laughs) Grinch.
1: Oh, this is is, is a bad bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've we've embarked on it now. We have to finish. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're going to commit.
0: So I'll start.
1: Mm, Okay, yeah.
0: I identify very strongly with Mm. reverse Grinch.
1: But not with Santa.
0: But not with Santa.
1: Yeah. When you picture reverse Grinch in your head, what do they look like?
0: So this has been challenging me. Mm. Because until recently I was just imagining the Grinch, but dressed as Santa. Mm. Which I think does actually happen in the movie The Grinch.
1: Yeah, it does, yeah.
0: So I guess I've sort of imagined a normal Grinch.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But reverse.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but then, yesterday, I was trying to explain the reverse Grinch to our friend Johnny. He wasn't having any of it. He wouldn't let the light of reverse Grinch into his life. <laughs> guess who's getting someone sneaking into his house and giving him presents? <laughs> And then out of nowhere, he comes out saying, so is reverse Grinch hairless?
1: <laughs> Just like a big, smooth Grinch baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's obscene, right? To imagine a naked Grinch.
1: Yeah, like a naked cat, but the Grinch.
0: Yeah, but a But also wearing Grinch. a
1: Santa costume. The Santa costume, I think, is a part of it.
0: So maybe that's where I've gone wrong, imagining ordinary Grinch dressed mm. as Santa. It's not that reverse Grinch doesn't wear the Santa costume. It's that reverse Grinch has no hair <laughs> under the Santa costume.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: What colour do you think the Grinch is under the hair?
1: In my head, I am imagining like like a proper like baby pink skin. I don't know why.
0: That's what I'm imagining as yeah. well.
1: Even though his skin would probably still be green. But it's something about it that is like a pink chicken chicken skin pink
0: mm. <laughs> see that's just it it's it's chicken skin pink like for a minute I was like am I projecting my own race onto the Grinch mm. and then I was like no I'm not imagining the Grinch as white I'm imagining the Grinch as pink
1: mm. how weird that we both picture reverse Grinch in such a way
0: I think that honestly lends more credence to the idea that reverse Grinch is real and strong <laughs> You yeah. know, like, we, if we reflect on episode 10, the Mothman episode, the Monsters episode, mm. Reverse Grinch feels like such a natural number among that coterie of monsters, all of whom, like Mothman, like Reverse Grinch, are real and strong.
1: Yeah, it feels like something that the McElroy brothers would come up with on Monster Factory.
0: Yes. Yeah. And like Monster Factory, all of it is real... <laughs>
1: question mark question
0: McElroy brothers if you're listening to this podcast could you just reach out to us about whether or not Monster Factory is real Um, you know obviously we're not scared but some of our listeners have written in saying that they're scared of the monsters and they just like to know that it's not real
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but reverse Grinch is real
1: so are you going to come to our Christmas dinner dressed as reverse Grinch this year (sighs) oh I think
0: you should. Fuck. I mean, I'm going to wear the Christmas dress, but I'm so torn. Maybe I'll do like a reverse Grinch themed look.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: Because for me, it's like so important that Christmas is a time for family and like you and all the rest of our found family here in Norwich being around us like together. Enjoy. You know, like you, you and I, we get up to some frankly, rancid projects together. (laughs) But, like, Christmas is a time for, like, the the pure sweet core at the heart of it. And I am sort of concerned that, you know, over-grinching it
1: Mm.
0: would maybe disrupt that harmony a -hmm. little. Mm. You know? Obviously, I know that, to you, my presenting as full reverse Grinch... (laughs) <laughs> would be an expression of that love. It would be I just worry. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I, I know that's why our love is the purest expression of love of all.
1: It would be like that time when we were all kind of having a chill one in the afternoon and... You plugged your phone in to put some chill tunes on, and accidentally just blasted Combi Christ, and I was just like utterly delighted, and everyone else was <laughs> horrified. Yes,
0: that was so good. I think about that all the time. It's one of my fondest memories.
1: Let's play it again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like when we when we cook Christmas dinner at yours, and we've got that trap remix of A sleigh bells Ding-a-ling. Yeah it's like ding ding dong <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's link to that on the twitter account so that um, yeah listeners can hear the joy of trap remix sleigh bells yeah. ring.
0: it will get you in the christian spirit <laughs> fuck a john lewis advert <laughs> anyway i'll bring like a little reverse grinch energy
1: yeah okay
0: i'll bring like a modest amount of reverse oh, grinch i will match energy.
1: your reverse grinch energy
0: Perfect. We'll be Grinching it together.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, God, I'm gonna Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. This
0: <laughs> <It's> really bad. <laughs> I, I want to stress, it's still November while we're recording this, but I'm already imagining at some point in December, Advent is underway, someone... Somewhere in the world is, is in minute 20 of listening to us in Grinch mode. They might even finish the rest of the episode. And whoever you are, God bless you. <laughs> oh, dear. So just to wrap this up quickly, mm. I think we've pretty persuasively argued the case for Reverse Grinch. Mm-hmm. Reverse Grinch sneaks into your house at night and leaves you presents. Mm. Is there anything else that Reverse Grinch does? that's like in the reverse Grinch spirit of things.
1: Yeah, I think that he has to have that like creepy walk, you know, where like mm. you bring your knees up really high and you're like to your back and you have little T-Rex hands. That's kind of how I imagine him like moving around the space to deliver yeah, presents.
0: Yeah, totally, exactly. <laughs> and Santa would never do that.
1: Santa would never, never.
0: I think that proves it to be honest. You know, like Santa, ho, 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 big beard, Obviously transmasculine. Comes down your chimney, pops the presents out the sack, runs a little weird sort of carceral industrial elf workshop. Mm-hmm. Reverse Grinch. Fucked up little golem looking dude. Skin the exact colour and texture of raw chicken. <laughs> wearing a Santa outfit, fully nude underneath. Although I guess we're all ultimately fully nude under our Santa <laughs> outfits. And tiptoes into your house doing, like, the creepiest little walk.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah.
0: Totally distinct creatures. hmm Perfect. Well, my heart is at rest.
1: Top marks. Settled. <laughs> Total
0: agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next segment of the show, we wanted to talk about the... Certainly, peculiarly British. I don't. I, I guess worldwide, but we seem to have a massive thing for it in Britain. Tradition of Christmas adverts, and recently of just like needlessly controversial Christmas adverts, mm. or needless controversy around Christmas adverts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For people who, I don't know. I was about to be like, for people who uh, don't have Christmas adverts. I guess most of the world has it in some form or another. There's a British, like, upper-middle-class retailer called John Lewis. And every year they do a sort of schmaltzy Christmas advert. There was one a couple of years ago that was enormously popular where Lily Allen covered Keene's Somewhere Only We Know and a bear and a rabbit fall in love
1: or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: And this tells you a lot about Britain, really that they had absolutely no qualms about an improbable interspecies romance, <laughs> but have yeah. gotten frothing mad over the latest entries into the Christmas advert genre. Mm. Uh, Re, you've actually just watched this. So what have we been hit with this year?
1: I've just watched the John Lewis advert for this year. And yeah, it's um, a little kid. You know, his parents are like getting ready for Christmas. They're getting the decorations out and he's like out in the garden and an alien spaceship crash lands and out comes this like little non-binary ass looking alien. (laughs) And they just develop like a nice little relationship and he brings them a mince pie to try and some Christmas lights and stuff. And then at the end, the little non-binary alien fixes their ship, gives him a little kiss and goes off into the night sky.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Yeah. It's It's a lovely
0: message about, like, welcoming lost people into your home and kissing aliens.
1: Kissing an alien, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, when this advert was released, every single Gavin in the UK (laughs) logged onto their computer to, like, scream just, like, novel, exciting slurs at... Mm. John Lewis. And that funny guy on Twitter who has the Twitter handle John Lewis because that's his name and
1: Oh yeah, who always gets tagged and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so I guess he's now just getting hate speech. Yeah. Part of it is because like the little Earth Kid is black.
1: Yeah, the family's black, so I'd imagine that that, there's a lot of racists logging on to get mad about that.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, which is like always been a thing in the UK, but lately with the way that this idea of resisting wokeness or Mm. uh, whatever, has been centred in a lot of political debates. I think has really encouraged people to complain about, quote unquote, wokeness. Wokery. Yeah, wokery, exactly. Mm. And and when it's stuff like Backlash Against This John Lewis advert, you sort of realise that what they're actually doing is saying woke when what they want to say is a racial slur that will get them banned from Twitter. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: It's sort of just become code for it. Mm. But it's funny because they're so mad that there was a little black kid that, yeah, most of them seem to have completely missed that the little alien <laughs> is definitely trans.
1: Yeah, that's a little trans kid if I ever saw one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you could just tell. You can, yeah. But like when we say that, it's in a good way.
0: Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. That's the golden <laughs> rule, right?
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay for us to say that. It's not okay for you to say that. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. Like the, the, I guess the point is, you know, well, they're just children. They can't know if they're trans. And the counterpoint is, like, if they can't know that they're trans, they can't know that they're cis either. And then the counter counterpoint is, but we know that they're trans. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We, if we've done one thing, it's build a reputation for ourselves as the arbiter of who is gay and who isn't.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: I don't think we've ever successfully arbitrated that someone wasn't gay.
1: No, no. Well, I put forward last week that, like, sexy dads isn't something that the queer people can, can claim.
0: That's true, yeah. That's true. Yeah.
1: In, bro- in broad terms.
0: And, you know, sexy dads can be gay, they're just not a gay thing. In the same way that aliens can be trans and most of them are humans if you'd like to take note but they don't have to be you know they can live their little alien lives however they want
1: yeah i thought it was quite a nice advert like i don't really like christmas adverts in general um but i've got more patience for something like this which is like yeah there's a part of there's quite a cynical part of me that's like you know do they do they take the kind of cultural temperature here and like deliberately stoke cultural nonsense because more people are watching their shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're probably right to have a cynical mm. element. You know, I think even the most forgiving of interpretations would have to be something like they're running with inclusivity because inclusivity is, you, you know, hot button. Mm. But there's an awareness that there's a residual benefit of
1: of bad press is still press yeah
0: exactly you know especially now that we both work in the big gender industry mm. you sort of get to this point where you're like with rainbow capitalism yeah you know there must be instances where it is people like us who are behind these ventures you know if i was head of marketing for john lewis or whatever then I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's put a little trans alien in the the advert. Mm -hmm. It's just that because you also know that rainbow capitalism has a fundamentally exploitative heart, it's hard not to imagine that all of these things are done by a kind of cishet cabal who are bent on appropriating Mm. LGBT culture for their own ends.
1: It's like what we said um, a while back about Overwatch, right? That, Mm, mm, mm. you know, there are LGBT people in these development teams that, you know, work really hard and and put forward these ideas and get them developed, but yeah, it's still hard to separate that from the outcome, which is, you know, Blizzard or John Lewis makes lots and lots of cash.
0: And in the same way that our conclusion on the Overwatch thing was, it's illegal to jack it to Tracer unless you're a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Please do welcome the little trans aliens into your home this festive season, but don't feel like you have to give your money to John Lewis as a consequence.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The the
0: trans aliens are all of us. They don't just live in John Lewis. (laughs) So what was the... You brought another advert to the table this month.
1: So, yeah, uh, Norway's postal service put out a Christmas ad celebrating 50 years since homosexuality was decriminalised in Norway. Mm. And it's called When Harry Met Santa. And, yeah, it's just this, like, very like beautifully shot, like really touching story of like an older gay man. And who's quite lonely, who really looks forward to his visits from Santa every year. And the years go by and they start to sort of develop a this relationship between the two of them, but they can only see each other like one night a year. Um, and then right at the end, he writes a letter to Santa saying, you know, all I want for Christmas is you. Um, and so Santa takes the night off by like passing on his deliveries to the Norwegian postal service so that he can have a night off to be with his beloved and Aww. it's really nice <laughs> yeah. I'm like
0: choking off a bit just thinking about it
1: it's really lovely and like it's really well put together and also like the main guy and Santa are both like smoking hot dudes like smoking hot <laughs> older gay dudes so yeah it's, it's really good. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so nice. I suppose it's even better than the John Lewis thing because, you know, it's the postal service. Everybody loves the postal service.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's also like making a point of being like, you know, it's 50 years since we decriminalized this. And yeah, that one feels less rainbow capitalism to me. Yeah. Um, than the John Lewis one does.
0: Yeah, for all we're not doing, Gays of Future Past this week, it is cool and important to be able to say Santa is gay and put that on telly.
1: Mm, Yes, yeah. No, I really would recommend uh, picking
0: that up. Once you've watched the beautiful When Harry Met Santa video, you might move on to another beautiful Christmas video. Re, who would you say the most important Christmas Michael is? If we're thinking of gay Christmas...
1: I feel like you've sp- like sprung this on me without any preparation.
0: I, I have yes.
1: <laughs> the most important Christmas, Michael. Did you say?
0: Yeah. If we're thinking of uh, like a song, a music video.
1: Uh... Oh oh oh! As in like, fucking Wham.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. George Michael's mm-hmm. Wham's Last Christmas, right? Last like Christmas. it's a it's another beautiful gay Christmas video.
1: Yeah, but...
0: Funnily enough, released when George Michael... Well, I say when George Michael wasn't out. When George Michael wasn't publicly out. God only yeah. knows if there was ever a time when George Michael wasn't out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will reluctantly say that that's good for the queers. but as I opened this podcast with, like, I really hate Christmas music.
0: <laughs> Last Christmas is my favourite Christmas song. It
1: just... It's... I just don't... It just upsets me that we all collectively agree that we're gonna to listen to the same twenty songs put out forty years ago every single year. And whenever anyone tries to make a new Christmas song, it fucking sucks. And so we're just stuck on this loop forever.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And some people think that's great, including you.
0: Yeah. Including <laughs> me. I heard my first Mariah in the wild uh in the supermarket the other day and I was like, It's here, it's beginning.
1: Okay, the one song that I think is good, actually, is probably The Darkness, Let the Bells Ring. Yeah, that, that one does, does that fucking does
0: bang. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like I like, moaned about this on the Christmas episode last year, you know?
0: Oh, almost certainly. One of the things I didn't do before we recorded this episode was check anything we talked about last no, year.
1: No, I, I feel like it would be fitting for me to like moan about christmas music being a broken record and then a year later say the exact same thing (laughs) (laughs) to be fair it is the exact same music
0: (laughs) (laughs) what is the last christmas song that like renovated the field i guess it was probably like east 15's stay another day
1: Mm. they're always trying to bring back that fucking band-aid song aren't they
0: Ugh. Fuck yeah, that though. And,
1: like new new tired celebrities.
0: Yeah, we'll have like I don't know, fucking Brian May rising from his tomb to make some really off-color comments about Africa in a Christmas outfit.
1: Have you seen his whole like, well, if Queen were around now, we'd all be <laughs> full of trans people. And it's like yeah. you were in a band called Queen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up <laughs> dude. You worked <laughs> with Freddie Mercury. For years. Like,
1: what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Hi listeners, Cleo here. So, since we recorded this episode, it's actually come out that Brian May had his comments twisted by the right-wing press, which as much as I would like to disbelieve an old British establishment person, given the track record of old British establishment people, is also the sort of thing that the right-wing press love to do. So, Brian May, sorry for dicking on you. We're glad that you are pro-trans people. The rest of old people in Britain, you continue to be on notice. <laughs> Croaking away into the mic, no, bringing us some Christmas... It's just
1: always the old, isn't it? It's always just these old it, men that are just frightened.
0: That'll be you frightened and I one day.
1: being irrelevant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In 2050, when the sea is up to our necks and hypergender is entering, the youth consciousness <laughs> and will be like... we in bio. Yeah, we're still making pronouns in bio, yeah. (laughs) We're going on pronouns in bio and talking about the Grinch and people have, like, long since forgotten the Grinch. They've (laughs) lost... The the, the Grinch has been lost as as a cultural icon. Yeah. Only reverse Grinch endures.
1: I'm excited by the prospect of hypergender. That sounds good.
0: The thing is, Rhi, when it comes, it won't be what we think it is.
1: Yeah, it'll be bewildering and frightening and scary.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. The only hope we can have is to be, like, Judith Butler, who is gender's own Galadriel, and sort of, like, become in the fullness of our own power and then fade as new, stronger, stranger genders come in. Mm -hmm. The reason I brought up Wham! Mm. is because for Ally of the Week this month, It's funny that we still call it Ally of the Week when we're not a weekly podcast. (laughs) Is another (laughs) 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 episode 13. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Is I wanted to introduce us to another Christmas Michael who, although to my best knowledge he isn't part of the community, Mm -hmm. has been very important to us. And that is Michael (laughs) Buble.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So, as with all our allies of the week, I tried really hard to see if Michael Bublé had been cancelled for anything or not, and I really don't think he has. If he has, please don't let me know. I'll lose sleep over it.
1: (laughs) Do not tell me.
0: Do not tell me. (laughs) So I remember when I was, God, maybe 11 or 12. This is my, my earliest memory of Michael Bublé emerging from his cave to serenade mankind.
1: Mm.
0: as he does every December. Yes. And even then, with my very rudimentary knowledge of what is meant by gay, you know, I didn't learn what bisexual was until I was 15. So this is like really like early days of being a little queer. And Mm. I was like, this bitch gay. (laughs) I heard his voice on the radio and I was like, this is a mincer.
1: This is a homosexual man. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. Are you telling
0: me he's not? He's not. Oh. But mm-hmm. he is really open about the fact that A, people think he's gay. Mm-hmm. And B, the actual homosexuals,
1: mm-hmm.
0: particularly like the older generation of homosexuals, they fucking love him. I love and him. And he loves it. And he loves it. Nice. I, he says that when he first met his wife, she thought he was gay there was a point when like someone was like, won't you being so chill with the gays Mm. really polarize your like fan base, particularly your older fan base. And he was like, fuck them. Gay people (laughs) like my music. I like gay people. I sound like a homo, the homo, you know, like he He may not have literally been like, yeah, I'm kind of faggy with it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he's a fag hag. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 He is. He's kind of like. In the spirit of Reverse Grinch, he's Reverse Fag Hag. Like. Yes. Like, he's just this kind of like weird magnet.
1: I think that's really lovely.
0: He's a hag fag.
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh. oh, I feel like putting on some booble now.
0: Yeah, it's beginning to look a lot like. <laughs> Blue play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, that's quite heartwarming. That's a good Yeah, it was it's that. nice,
0: right? I don't have a lot else to say in it except for like, Cheers Michael, for being the second best Christmas Michael, but yeah. like number one ally.
1: I mean, isn't George Michael like pretty cancelled? So maybe he could be the number one Michael.
0: I didn't even know George Michael was cancelled. I know he's dead. I
1: pretty sure. I mean, didn't he like crash his car one time?
0: Oh but probably He's on. like Rockstar cancelled for sure
1: Was he the one with the scandal Or am I thinking I think I'm thinking of Boy George actually
0: so George Michael had a lot of scandals around Sex in public but honestly I feel like If we try and cancel someone for that on pronouns in bio
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: I phrased that in a way that makes it sound like this is the sex in public podcast. I want to stress we've been pretty neggy on sex in public on pronouns in bio. We're also not like, <laughs> but you know, if we're not throwing bricks in our own glass house, we're definitely throwing bricks at the next glass house over.
1: No, no, I've I've mixed up George Michael and Boy George, so I'm I'm very sorry. Number one, Michael, Christmas Michael, you can have your spot back.
0: Yeah, no, George Michael, I think was like. He he was a pretty good dude, and more than that, a class A shagger for the culture. <laughs> and you know, I'm sure Michael Bublé, too, is a shagger in his own way.
1: Oh yeah, no, I think he's got enormous shagger energy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a Michael thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so any Michaels out there who listen to the podcast, uh, DM us if you know what's yeah. up.
1: Well, we'll let you know if you've got shagger energy or not.
0: <laughs> this is like the most ridiculous, uh, like pickup line. Just be like, so I'm uh, doing a test to see if people with your name have shagger energy. <laughs> it's very simple, but you will need to bear with me. <laughs> So for the final section of the podcast, I would like to talk a bit about Christmas movies. So last year, I remember we talked about Happiest Season, right?
1: Yes, we did. Yeah.
0: Did you find out if there have been any more gay Christmas movies out this year? Or did did the gays only get one Christmas?
1: Um, I don't think I did actually check. Gay Christmas movies 2021. Oh, alt.com has got an article. There's actually a fair few, you know?
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, we should watch that. We should have watched those before we made this Christmas episode.
1: RuPaul's got some nonsense out. We can skip that one.
0: RuPaul is just like... I mean, obviously that like, RuPaul has had this incredible meteoric rise and I will concede despite the fact that they're like no good in lots of ways. It's been fine for the queer community in other ways. But I'm always just a bit disappointed by the fact that like... RuPaul is so good in But I'm a Cheerleader... And then I just don't like him in anything that he's done since.
1: So Netflix have um, something called Single All The Way that's coming out this Thursday. Um, that's so yeah, such a good name. Netflix's highly anticipated first gay holiday film tells the story of a gay man named Peter who is desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status according to the film's script- official description. It's got Michael Yuri in it. And Jennifer Coolidge. Oh,
0: that sounds good.
1: Maybe we can watch that when it comes out.
0: Maybe we'll watch it and we'll do some like gay Christmas movie bonus content for the next bonus content. Yeah, that sounds good. Rather than repeating last year's theme, I wanted to talk about what was your famous Christmas movie when you were a kid?
1: The Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Or Normal or reverse Grinch?
1: (laughs) Just your regular normal Grinch. Um, I also (laughs) would watch Miracle on 34th Street a lot because that's my mum's favourite Christmas film.
0: Ah, yeah. that is a good, like, mum Christmas yeah, it's film. Yeah, a
1: classic. Yeah. What about you?
0: So mine was... Oh, fuck, what's it called? It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like that movie, and I do think it holds up. It's very, like, heartwarming. There's a scene where there's, like, a run on the banks, but they persuade everyone to just take out, like, the minimum amount of money to get them through the week so that like even though everyone only has a little bit everyone has something mm-hmm. rather than them like running the bank down and like crashing the economy mm-hmm. and it's just like it's a weird scene for there to be a kind of heartwarming message because it's all about money but it's just a really nice portrayal of a community coming together mm-hmm. and you know the whole frame of like this guy it's quite a dark movie and outset like you know it's this guy who's considering
1: suicide
0: i've always thought that it did quite well to be rosy without being at the end of it when the curtain goes down you are like ah it is a wonderful life
1: (laughs) it sure is
0: it sure is yeah yeah
1: no i've never seen it maybe i can oh shit i'd
0: love to watch it with you maybe we can put it on after um christmas dinner this year oh
1: yeah yeah that'd be nice
0: Just like the way that at the end of The Grinch you're like, ah,
1: it really is
0: The Grinch. (laughs)
1: Um, Another exciting new release is Under the Christmas Tree by Lifetime, which is Lifetime's first ever lesbian romance. So the the description is, marketing whiz Alma Beltran and Christmas tree whisperer Charlie Fremont cross paths when Charlie finds the perfect tree for the main governor's holiday celebration, right in Alma's backyard. While they initially spar, romance sparks soon begin to fly between the two women as the enchanting tree and some Christmas fairy us from the town's patissier patissier? Patisserie?
0: Patisserie? patisserie, I think.
1: Patisserie? like But like the person that makes them?
0: Oh, patissier, yeah.
1: Patissier? The town's patissier extraordinaire, played by Ricky Lake, bring <laughs> out the best in them, and sparky each other to take leaps of faith and fight for love and Christmas magic. I want to see the Ricky Lake cameo. Very much.
0: Fuck. I mean, it's Peter RuPaul, right?
1: Yeah, fuck RuPaul. Wow. <laughs> that sounds nice.
0: Maybe rainbow capitalism, but it makes you feel a bit heartened that Lifetime are doing yeah. lesbian movies now. Like, I really want to see, you know, a lesbian movie that's like, clumsily acted, has half a budget, mm-hmm. and one really clunky pre-Watershed sex scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's my
0: That's festivity, culture. baby. <laughs> also, marketing guru and Christmas tree whisperer. If those aren't like <laughs> literally every lesbian couple I've ever <laughs> met is which one of you is the marketing guru and which one is the Christmas tree whisperer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, someone's really like done their research
0: for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, in the in the polycule it's like and which one of you was the Ricky Lake cameo? <laughs> Me
1: bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know how but you do sort of have Ricky Lake cameo energy.
1: Yeah, I'm taking that as a compliment. <laughs> You're
0: not, like, a Ricky Lake person.
1: <laughs> you do
0: have the energy. <laughs>
1: oh, dear.
0: Oh, Jesus. The one of the Christmas movies I wanted to talk about is, um... The Muppets Christmas Carol.
1: Oh, God. My stepdad watches that every Christmas Eve. It's, like, a big part of his tradition. Mm. Um... And yeah, it's okay. I I just never really got the Muppets.
0: So this is the thing. I think the Muppets Christmas Carol is like a fun movie. Like, I I enjoy it. I think Michael Caine does really well to like put in a a solid performance alongside a bunch of puppets. (laughs) But like, I I don't understand where everyone's Muppet familiarity comes from. And I say everyone's because I sometimes feel like people are just talking, like naming Muppets. Like they're (laughs) just pulling Muppets out of the air. And I'm like, who... Who were all these Muppets?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I
0: can sort of, like, remember the characters in The Muppets Christmas Carol because they're mm. all doing the different bits in the Dickens story. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? People just know who Muppets are.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't something that I really, like, saw much as a kid. I don't know where you would go to find Muppet content.
0: That's the thing. Like, we didn't have a bunch of TV channels when no, I was I... growing up. But yeah. I also don't really know... I can't think of any TV channels that were like, oh, that was the Muppets Mm. channel. I don't know where people were getting their Muppets information from. If any
1: listeners out there are like Muppet heads, can you (laughs) get in touch and let us know like how you arrived at this point?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) was that like a a secret Muppet school that you got to go to? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know I know, um, Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy, of course. Mm-hmm. And that, isn't there that, that fucked up little guy who lives in the bin? He's like Diogenes.
1: And there's also Bert and Ernie that I'm pretty sure, are, like, is our queer representation, right?
0: Yeah, they're canonically gay. A lot of the Muppets look gay, but then I'm not sure if, like, that's because the Muppets are gay or because the Muppets are fruity and gay people are fruity, you know?
1: Well, that's what I thought about Bert and Ernie. I wasn't sure if it was canonical or it was just because we claimed them
0: so i think bert and ernie have been since like officially confirmed as canon and it's just that like i routinely dress like a muppet and so i (laughs) see myself in the muppets well on that note do you have anything else you'd like to add in the interests of festivity or shall we wrap up
1: i'm thinking no i'm feeling pretty festive (laughs) doubt
0: me too Well, I'd like to send a Christmas message of peace to our listeners. I hope you um, find what you want this holiday season. I hope that a hairless, (laughs) chicken-skinned creature tiptoes into your house and leaves (laughs) the lesbian marketing guru slash tree whisperer (laughs) of your choice nicely wrapped up for you.
1: And a very happy reverse-grinching to you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. And remember this year and in the year to come, keep your pronouns in the bio. <laughs>